0: The Rock Radio Network is now available on Anchor.fm. You can subscribe to our podcast either through Anchor or one of its many affiliates, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, or subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Now, enough of the bullshit. Here's the podcast.
1: episode of the Sci-Files and today we're going to talk about a few things, but first We're here in Portland, Oregon and coming up next week next weekend the seventh through the night Rose City comic-con and there are a huge number of celebrities that Are going to be there that hopefully we'll get to interview because we put in requests to do interviews So we're gonna see what we can pull out of that. If nothing else, we'll at least be in their panels and asking them questions. And uh, we've got, they actually have some sci-files celebs that we want to talk to, as well as some horror celebs for the horror show that Ryan's gonna be uh, trying to interview. Oh yeah, I
0: think uh, there's a few different ones. biggest one on my list is
1: Linda Blair. Linda Blair, uh, yeah. From The Exorcist, and... She's still hot, I have to say. Sorry, Mm -hmm. but she's still hot.
2: I still think Hugh Jack was hot.
0: (laughs) And there's no, uh, I don't think there'll be any pea soup coming out of her mouth this this time around, but, (laughs) um, and I know she doesn't like talking about horror a whole lot anymore, because she has a lot of, like, um, there's a lot of different, um, Charities that she likes to work, for, that she works for, and she uh, likes to talk about those quite a bit. Um, and a lot of them have to do with like animal sanctuaries and stuff like that. So. Yeah,
1: when we were actually talking about that, you mentioned that even after the Exorcist, she didn't really like talking about it.
0: No, not really. It was um, like, okay, so a personal friend, uh, Steve Tenonen, and who we've had on the show, we've had him on the Casket Cast as well as um, on our uh, our sports edition of our show which uh covers wrestling um steve had actually talked to me about because he actually knows her as a personal friend Mm -hmm. and he's he's talked about many different things with her but uh one thing he could never actually bring up and something she hasn't really been interested in wanting to talk about even after the fact that she was in um the Exorcist, or even when she did Repossessed. Repossessed, which yeah. was the
1: parody of, yeah, of The Exorcist, Exorcist which I find funny that she did if she didn't really... I know. and You know, if she really didn't want to be part of The Exorcist or you know, I, had problems I with it. I think a lot
0: of it just had to do with the fact that it's an acting gig. She's trying to keep herself relevant. She was still pretty young back then. Yeah, that's So, true. I mean, she was a kid in The Exorcist, so you figure by the time the 80s rolled around, she was in her 20s and... Well, um,
1: that was the thing. You know, she did some really strange stuff when she was younger like she was in the unknown comic movie yeah uh which if y'all don't know who the unknown comic is uh, look him up it was uh, he was a he was kind of a big deal he was momentarily relevant when the gong show was first on the air Mm -hmm. back then he would come out on stage wearing a paper bag with eye holes in it and tell really bad jokes until oh, wow. they gong him off the show, basically, <laughs> and they actually turned that into a movie. So it was kind of a weird
0: gimmick, comic, kind of like Penn and Teller were back in the day. And, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah,
1: but uh, but you funny. know he would he would do the bad jokes and the insult jokes and you know the the blatantly overly sexual jokes and she, and they did a they did a really silly movie that she was in for that too. So. Jeez. Um, yeah. So. Uh, I, I I haven't seen her in much else, to be honest.
0: Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm kind of looking forward to who's going to be there. And, another, and of course, another person that's on my list is Felicia Day.
1: Yes, she's on my list, too, so we're going to have to share Felicia.
0: I absolutely love Felicia. Um, I love her for m- most of the geek stuff that she has on her Geek & Sundry uh, YouTube uh, channel as well. Like A lot of the videos I really dig are the ones of her and her brother Ryan playing video old school video games it just cracks me up because he gives her so much shit and he lays into her too because they're I mean, having siblings mm-hmm. and he doesn't give a shit so and it's so much fun watching that plus uh, she had like um like an all female um, podcast that she was doing for a while it was like a video podcast with uh, some of her uh, actress friends and very cool and god it was some of the most racy shit you'll ever hear about women. <laughs> it's so great <laughs> I think it's like nerds with vaginas or something like that. I think that's what it's called. <laughs> uh, God, she's got so much shit. Plus, you know, her appearances in video games, Doctor Horrible, which is one of my personal Doctor
1: Horrible is. A, um, I'm still
0: waiting for the Doctor
1: Horrible movie.
0: And I think she was in. I want to say she was in a season of Eureka as well as like supernatural. Uh, she was
1: in a couple of seasons of Eureka. She was in Supernatural. Sure. She was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yep. that's right. Yeah, I always um, forget about Buffy. She's she's done actually quite a bit uh, commercials. um she's and she's she's actually run the genre from sci-fi superhero horror uh Mm -hmm. kind of stuff so she's a multi-genre actress um and of course it's funny that she's more famous for her podcast her web presence than her
0: yeah well sure i mean she's done an incredible amount for that you know i think because I think after she did the show, the Guild, a lot of a lot of what she what was keeping her going was doing the video blogs and doing the other stuff. Yeah. And, um, so, and I think she even has a new podcast coming out um, right now. I, th- I saw a beta for it the other day on um, on like Stitcher. So I mean, hopefully that'll that'll keep going because she's a pretty funny person and mm-hmm. she has a lot of great opinions. Uh, people like me I'm just totally, I totally enjoy her. You know, as far as the presence is concerned. So.
1: Um, yeah, I I actually I thought she was really cool in Supernatural. I really liked her in that. Yeah.
2: Soft bitches. <laughs> Very sad that her character died in Supernatural, but they did bring. Um, for those of you who may or may not have seen. The last season she did come back yep. She's in, come the, back alternate in universe. the alternate
1: universe yep. Oh, wow. and they
2: came back into the actual universe that yep. they're in so, <laughs> so
1: potentially they could bring her and bobby back in supernatural mm. well
2: technically they're back they're just from a different ultra universe so there is whether or not they're planning on staying i do not know yeah but you know supernatural they like they have this habit of bringing characters back and forth so we'll have to see
1: and, you know, I know, you know, Supernatural is a sci-fi show more on the horror side than anything else. But yeah. uh, I saw something the other day. They've already done the Scooby-Doo episode, which was freaking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I heard about that one. But yeah. they're going to do a Ghostbusters episode.
2: Yay! Where oh, that's you, great.
1: You, you, There was a picture of Sam and Dean both in the Ghostbusters outfits. <laughs> so it, Or Ghostbusters-like outfits. So that's actually going to be yes. pretty funny. I want to see that one. Oh, wow. Um, I would so. love to spirit see a convention. Splitters. Yeah, spirit splitters. <laughs> I
2: would love to see a convention with uh, one of the supernatural guys, you know, like the guys that play Sam or Dean and actually make an appearance at one of the conventions. I think that would be really cool.
1: They have been, actually. Uh, the tall one, uh, Jared Padalecki Yeah. was actually at one of the conventions last oh. year that we didn't get to go to. Mm.
2: Yeah. How dare they? Yeah.
1: Damn it. So or yeah, was right. the year before anyway.
2: However, I am looking forward to this year's RCC because if I'm not mistaken, and I'm gonna do a long pause here shortly, so Ryan right, can delete this if I'm incorrect. Okay, so the announcement possibly would be, is that we may go live at RCC.
0: And yeah, that's a big maybe. Yeah, um, that's a maybe. I, I want to I see it happen. If it does happen, it might end up happening via Google but, or like Google Hangouts, but um, we'll see. Uh, we don't actually have a YouTube presence anymore. Um, unfortunately, I got rid of it because somebody was watching. Why well, bother keeping it?
1: Yep.
2: Well, there's Facebook and Twitter, and yeah, then exactly. I believe we have a way because we changed over to Anchorage, we do have a lot more possibility. So for you, for you our audience, if you guys have questions or interests in wanting us to talk about when we do the RCC, definitely uh, message us so we can actually ask those questions and look for that information for you. So when we at least do our podcast recording, we can at least make those announcements.
0: Yeah, and, um, and then for those, just so we can find it, um, just... Make sure you actually tag us in the post at RottenCorpCMT on Twitter, um, and hashtag RCCC two thousand eighteen um, would be a way of us to be able to, or for us to find your questions and, or you can even direct message us uh, if you follow us on Twitter.
1: And um, I I am gonna say this, for RCCC, I'm going in cosplay. So if you are interested, you want to come up and, you know, meet Axel in person, not just his voice, look for a guy who's going to have what looks like Christmas lights wrapped around his right arm.
0: Now, you can't see this um, on the podcast, but Axel actually has a portable Christmas light um, rig. And, And
1: make sure to ask me what I'm cosplaying as with these Christmas lights wrapped around my arm. You, uh, I'm not going to give it away now because I want people to ask me and what I'm, it's all about. And I'm
0: definitely not going to guess
1: because
0: <laughs> I, mean, I might be wrong no matter
1: what. Uh, yeah, actually my little thing kind of broke so i got to actually glue it and fix it before RCCC shows up. <laughs> I guess help. this
2: means i got to find something cute to try. Maybe I'll just go, maybe I'll just find a bow tie or something.
1: <laughs> so we've done our ad for RCCC. Now we're actually going to talk about some sci fi stuff. Mm-hmm. So That's I was doing some internet research because I'm actually going to be writing a paper on why I think the Big Bang Theory is actually wrong. Um, I'm not a scientist or anything like that.
0: Other than the fact that they're getting canceled. <laughs>
1: well, I'm not talking a TV show, but I'm I'm actually talking about the creation oh. of the universe, the Big Bang theory.
0: The actual Big
1: Bang. The theory. actual Big Bang theory. I'm I I something had occurred to me while I was doing some reading, mm-hmm. and I came up with an alternate theory that I think works best. And I'm going to write that paper and actually submit it. But I'm not a scientist. I'm not a physicist or anything like that. And I have actually, you know, beyond basic math. So I'm going to let other people read it, either tell me I'm wrong, and do the math for me, rather than, you know, actually do it myself.
2: This is what happens when my husband decides to whose contract ended early and has nothing to do for (coughs) a month. I have lots of free time. (laughs) I want to say, as a
0: horror enthusiast, I've had a lot of the same kind of notions when it comes to, like, story ideas, script ideas, Mm -hmm. and just, like, genre, um things in general, so I can understand the want to throw throw something out there as a theory. Hey, look, you know, this and this
1: and this could be a thing. Look into for a it. while,
2: so it's <laughs> well, yeah. interesting, and yeah. now it's becoming a thing. Yeah. Well,
1: I actually already wrote a small paper that I put out on a bunch of sites through Facebook for review, mm-hmm. and a, uh, I actually got some requests to repost it on some other people's official sites. So, that's actually encouraged me to do my Big Bang theory. And the other paper that I wrote was why gold is actually valuable when, really, I mean, nowadays it's it, it the only thing its value is now is for its electric conductibility, its thermographic uh, properties and such. They use it, you know, uh, for a lot of electronics and thermal shielding, stuff like that. But originally, back in the day... And rich people like it because it's shiny. (laughs) But yeah, that's the whole point. That's the whole point of the paper is that originally, why was gold valuable? I mean, all you could really do with it was make jewelry or decoration because it was useless for anything else. It was too soft. You couldn't turn it into weapons or anything like that. Uh, copper and bronze were better in, as weapons and so part of the paper was this was a sci-files kind of paper and I will send it to Ryan if he wants to post it on the site he can yeah. was one of the theories about the Anunnaki coming to earth and actually digging for gold yeah. and the Anunnaki presenting themselves as gods to the early humans and if the gods wanted gold then well, of course, people have to have gold, yeah. which is why it became valuable.
0: Yeah, and I, I guess this is probably where the notion of like the, you know, that heaven is, a, you know, has the big golden, you know, the big, really gates, yeah. and the big, you know, there's like gold everywhere. And,
1: um, well, that's, yeah, that's that's kind of the point of the paper. You know, I, I while I do talk a little bit about the Anunnaki and whatnot, in the end, I put in the paper, somebody of importance, Determined that gold was valuable, and therefore everybody had to have it, and that's what the ending, basically, of the paper is. Do you think they had that in the
0: in? I mean, before we discovered it here, you know, before settlers discovered it, you know, Mm -hmm. the whole gold rush um, thing. Do you think it had a? You know, it had a lot of weight. You know, back in the home country,
1: you know, in the UK. Well, gold actually, or just, well, uh, originally, gold started being used in for, well, it was used in decoration as far back as as they've been able to find it. I mean, caveman yeah. days. Yeah. You know, they, they have found uh, gold beads huh. from back in what they call caveman days, prehistoric time, yeah. whatnot, and things like that, because it was so soft that, you know, you just needed a rock. And... You know a stick and you could put a hole in it and hey you got a shiny bead hmm. you know so gold has been used for decoration stuff for as long as humans have been around but that in and of itself shouldn't make it valuable because so many other things were more utilitarian than gold gold wasn't really used as a currency uh, for quite a while. In fact, one of the first currencies, of course, being seashells, mm. but the next one was actually iron and salt being used as currency rather than gold and silver. Oh, wow. So, I mean, if you do the research, you find that, that gold, it really, it really didn't start until recorded history started that gold started becoming a an actual valuable thing that people uh, were using as a currency, other things were more important Mm -hmm. as a currency because they actually had more value. But so, and that's why I I got the idea to write the paper, was because why did gold become valuable? And why In the early days, I mean nowadays gold has value because it does have utilitarian uses. Yeah. Gold, silver, all of you know, all of the the valuable precious metals have utilitarian uses. And I can see a value being attached to that, but not to the level that gold is. Hmm. I mean, silver is almost as good as a conductor as gold is, but yet it's like ten times less valuable, Hmm. you know, overall. So why like, just, I think I'm just
0: surprised overall that, you know, because, like, there's always been, like, this large stake in gold, uh, throughout history, mm-hmm. and especially now, because, like, everybody has to have it for some reason. Mm-hmm. And I would I would think there would be more worth in, like, like you know, like, your precious stones and rocks, you know, like, diamonds and stuff like that. Yep. Um, where cause I always I always bring myself back to this. Like, uh, it, it sounds stupid, but it's super funny. Uh, where, in the tick, chairface Chippendale uses a giant diamond, uh, to magnify um, a beam that carves his name into the moon. <laughs> Cause I would, I would think the, uh, <laughs> so I would think something like you know, like certain kinds of stones would be a lot more, you know, valuable than you know, precious metal would, um, especially a metal that's you know,
1: so, not solid <laughs> yeah so yeah it, it, it hasn't been till the modern age that gold's utilitarianism has come to light yeah. and and you know when i posted my paper that was uh, some of the response was is, well gold is a rare metal and actually it's not as rare as people think it is i wouldn't think so it, it's not actually the world's gold supply is measured in in a uh uh, like, uh, millions of tons hmm. of gold Jeez. out there in the world. So, and, uh, a, and a lot of it's in the back of Ron Swanson's <laughs> uh,
0: buried in the backyard. So yeah, <laughs>
1: I mean, there was actually a study of how much gold is being stockpiled by governments around the world, mm. and the amount is actually massive, and it, it's put on a per ounce level. Yeah. There are, you know, there's there's over a billion ounces worth of gold out there. Yeah, even my older brother has stakes in gold. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. I never mean, even thought of never thought of it as being that worth, you know. Yeah, it, it it shouldn't be, by all accounts. It shouldn't be but for whatever for some mysterious reason, like I put, somebody in power at some point decided gold was valuable and yeah. therefore everybody had to have it.
0: You gotta love the shiny.
1: I'll tell you what. <laughs> speaking of shiny, different kinds
0: of uh, uh, there are are many applications out there for many different types of materials, and we wanted to talk about a few different ones in this episode. Um, the first being Alon. Um,
1: Alon, yes. Yeah. Now again, I'm doing research online, mm-hmm. and I come across this tag that says Star Trek. Technology actually becomes real, and to be and and, and honestly, it's
0: it's cool because like the more okay, so the more um, the more things we see in science fiction that are coming becoming a reality. You know, like um, like video to video chat. Yep. um, You know, like uh, different kinds of propulsion.
1: Different kinds of propulsion. Um, The M drive, which just passed peer review. Yeah. It that NASA's peer review actually said it works. They don't know how, but, but it works. It works. <laughs> <laughs> they, they've actually had multiple peers, companies and uh, researchers actually produce thrust with the M drive. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's EM drive. They call it the M drive. Yeah. you know and if maybe you know we could put an M at the end, it would be the M M&M and M drive. You know, so it, he could do a rap song about it. Maybe maybe he
2: just put the it only
1: name. goes eight miles, though. It only goes eight <laughs> miles, yeah. Just do MD
2: with a power to three. Yep.
1: Um, yeah. But the M drive, that's one. But Elon, Show this progress. is the one of all of the Star Trek technologies out there yeah. that have come true and some that have yet to come true. Yeah, This one is the one that I would have bet wouldn't have come true i still want the the the
0: cure all vaccination shot to be. A thing. yeah well yeah. <laughs> yeah i still want that to be a thing it's
2: like i oh, don't know all the yeah. all the reactions that kirk the new kirk had when he got his shot to after he got sick the sick okay. that's yeah
0: <laughs> oh, oh when that when when bones was trying to bring him aboard yes. the ship and yeah he, so what's this oh it's just a little scene just shoots yep. him with it and he's like, his tongue starts swelling out <laughs> <and> shit. <laughs> but but he's, he's got multiple gives, symptoms <laughs> so we gotta get him aboard.
2: <laughs> and then he gives him the cure which gives him these reactions and he gives him another cure which gives him another reaction. Yep.
1: <laughs> so, but yeah, that, uh, Elon uh, is the one that I would have bet would have been on, you know, towards the bottom of the list mm-hmm. to come true. Yeah. And what Elon actually is and we're gonna reference it to the Star Trek Four movie, The Journey Home, Transparent aluminum. Yes, folks, it is a reality. It is a thing. You can look it up. Alon, A L O N. Uh, The process to make it. And not anon, like anonymous for all the weird (laughs) logging people. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Uh, But yeah, the process to make it is to take powdered aluminum, treat it with oxygen and nitrogen. Mm -hmm and then uh, he put it into uh, a high pressure chamber so that it, it, it compresses to a mold mm-hmm. and then heat it for a couple thousand degrees for you know a few hours or a few days. It was a few days. A few days. And then they can take it out and polish it up and it's clear as crystal. Yep. And that's just incredible. It's just oh, neat. Oh,
2: that isn't just the incredible part. The incredible part is actually the stuff they do with it. It's not just for making glass. They could actually use it for a, to replace bulletproof vests and yep. armor. Yep. They're gonna they're looking into doing space with their the stuff they already have in space, they're gonna replace it with the uh windows because this way they don't have to worry about any scratches. Yep. And they can get into the consumers' hands, they're looking into eyewear as well as smartphones. Unbreakable
1: Alon. smartphone glass yeah that's the important yes. one right that's there for you gorilla glass we
0: got a new, <laughs> yeah. got a new boy in town but yeah
1: uh, compared to uh, one of the tests that you can look up that they did on a on transparent aluminum was taking a 50 caliber bullet and firing it at a chunk of a glass mm. and a 1.5 inch thick chunk of Alon will stop a 50 caliber bullet mm. compared to what was it like 6 to 12 inches of, of bulletproof yeah. laminate glass I mean a 50 cal bullet will go through something like 12 inches of bulletproof laminate glass but 1.5 inches of Alon will stop it dead which is impressive, which is impressive style. I yeah. mean so and they've they've gotten it to where they can mass produce it now so uh, we'll, we should, right now, they're trying to get uh, traction on getting it out into niche markets for things like deep-sea pressure glass.
0: And I kind of think, too, because, um, okay, so you have, like, yeah, because, like, right now they're, you know, they have, you know, for the deep-sea machines, you know, the, the subs and the stuff. The subs
1: and stuff, yeah. yeah. I mean, the space, space shuttle.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah, that, that's the other thing, too, like, yeah. the fact that you can now have, like, a spacecraft that's got, you know... You got full visibility of the outside without having to have you know like a camera seeing to you know the outside seeing where you're going yep you actually have visual representation as well which is nice
1: so yeah so once once uh these companies that need highly resistant to damage clear visibility substances Mm. you know start investing in it and using it regularly it should start hitting the commercial market as commercially viable. So within the next two to five years, I expect, we'll start seeing Elon out in the market. That that would be my prediction, two to five years. Well, they yeah. would
2: have to because in order... Because they did say it was really expensive to make and the only way to yeah. reduce that cost yeah. is to put it in the consumer sense. So basically, we're, as a consumer, will be paying for the cost and therefore we'll go down because the more... The more people buy something then the price will go down because it's
0: yeah and so. it, and just overall thinking of the fact that you know I mean, you mean for our military forces yeah for like you know like riot squads um you know for our swat for any oh, kind of yeah, any form the, of law uh, enforcement yep this is a great you know a great tool for them to be able to use and yep. to protect people yep yeah
1: you know, so. and we'll see that's going to lead us into the next thing because i can see these two two technological products being combined
0: oh yeah the next thing the next thing
1: yeah which was actually uh, is a a, a sci-fi sci-fi product though you don't realize it because of what it's called it's called graphene it was developed in 2004 and not a lot of traction has gotten on it because of how difficult it is to make. I know, we're not talking about the application on Android, but... (laughs) No, and it's not graphite, it's called graphene. Graphene. And what it is, is it's a one atom thick layer of carbon, really, that sets itself up into a specific pattern. Yeah. And when it does this, it becomes 200 times stronger than steel. Hmm. And yes, it's out there. You can look this up. This is legit. A one, ad- I mean, two layers of this stuff will actually stop a bullet. And I, I assume they're talking like an average 38 yeah. at a reasonable distance is what I would think. But two layers of graphene will stop a bullet, and because it's carbon, um, and it creates a lattice when it when it is created, it comes out clear as well. So, if you layer Alon and graphene together, you're going to get, you know, an incredibly tough, clear substance.
0: Yeah. And I want to think, too, because, okay, so multiple applications for this um, being, like, let's say you take this in the combination with with the Alon Mm -hmm. that create lighter-weight space shuttles. Lighter?
1: Yeah, well, that's part of the thing about graphene is that they're thinking that they can... Actually, start building bridges out of it if they yes. can possibly buildings. buildings. Yeah, buildings and bridges. I mean, graphene is the the thing about graphene is it, it's kind of like a super material. It can almost do it all.
0: But you better bolt it down though, because of its lightweight capacity. <laughs> you know, its light I mean, you It'll don't want to like have this... like terrorists pushing over buildings. <laughs> yeah. it will be like
2: little hybrid, oh! <laughs> like little hybrid cars you see, you know, running around. That you know that once we have like those oregon harsh winds is just gonna go bye-bye
0: yeah or like um or the other one you get into a car wreck and the car will like flip thirty thousand, you know like 35 feet across the across the highway or whatnot. Yep. do like full front flips and then land but be perfectly fine like in grand yeah. theft auto you know? i'm sure they'll
2: figure i'm sure that they're gonna make it soundproof because obviously we're gonna have earthquakes in certain places and stuff so yeah. I'm sure they're going to figure out a way to bolt those down so Well, that's survive.
1: you know, that's the thing. Graphene has so many applications. I mean, it's electrically conductive. It's elective it, it can be made to be electrically resistant. It can be used as an insulator, a uh, conductor. Uh, I mean, it can yeah, I mean, I mean I I think the only thing it can't do is solve world hunger and create <laughs> world peace. <laughs> yeah. But it's got like Tons of applications so based like on the thickness and how it's produced. So
2: it almost yeah. sounds like it could actually be its own energy source in a way. Like maybe Arlie's saving energy. Uh,
1: I well yeah well that was another thing that that was one of the developments that they determined for it was that it can actually be used to desalinate water. Yeah. So they could create using graphene, they could take ocean water and actually filter out all of the salt with it. Yeah. Um, California I mean,
2: needs that. I, yeah, I
1: mean, like, it has so many. I mean, they've gotten it to where the, it can filter out helium. I think they probably want to filter out the oil and other garbage we have yeah, to that first, would be you know. Before we start trying to drink it. I mean, <laughs> and the, <laughs> reason, the reason I'm talking about it is because this year it just got turned in, a, a, an MIT team actually created a process that can make it commercially viable. Because prior to this year, the thing about graphene is that it was really hard to make, and that you could only really make small quantities of it. Yeah. But this year, an MIT team dis- developed a method for mass producing it at an at what was it five centimeters per minute?
0: Yeah, they're using like a CVD process, like chemical vapor. Um. Yeah. And it's, it's really similar to how an anaerobic chamber works um, for uh, bacteria and stuff. So it's kind of, yep. so I can see something like this. I mean, the fact that they're able to, you know, kind of roll this out, they can mass produce quantities. They can mass
1: produce it, yeah. I mean, they yeah. c- can turn it into, it's, this one I think will be out on the market much more faster than Alon will. Cause to be honest with you, we need
0: replacements in this world. We have so many different like um, resources that, really aren't good to have in the world, you know, like plastics and and other kinds of things, and we're just kind of using up all of our other resources, like wood and everything else, Uh, Mm -hmm. so
1: and and this is carbon Mm -hmm. and it it actually, it's uh, biologically compatible I mean, you can actually put it in a human body, and it will not cause side effects and things like that, so I I mean the term in the
2: YouTube video we saw was, yes that they even mentioned cyborgs. Yeah.
1: So, creating, you know, yeah, potential,
2: which means <laughs> potentially okay, creating cyborgs. Which you know. means, of course, I don't know if they've done testings for this. I'm thinking they would, but it might be something that may not, you know, in this big scale of things, it may not be something that would appear right away until, like, years later. But hopefully, if this works out for us, it might be something that would definitely help reduce a lot of the pollution, or mm-hmm. help us reduce what we use that creates pollution in the world Almost so definitely. you know because we have a lot of that going on so hopefully you know yeah. so these we've solutions got will you know impact our earth that way
1: and if anybody wants to try and tie this to like a sci-fi application while we're talking about graphene uh, in the new Battlestar Galactica series they actually built a carbon fiber uh, viper ship oh wow in, in the series, which ended up absorbing radar mm. so uh, also graphene's been in comic books hmm. as uh, as uh, previously uh, from the, since it was introduced uh, as an armor source for uh, a particular character, yeah. so I mean it, it is out there it's just now this year it's it's made news again so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with that so yeah a lot of our sci-fi technology is actually coming true and I kind of
2: find a lot of the movie, a lot of sci-fi movies, superhero movies as well as the comics you know even though this is stuff that hadn't come up yet or even sometimes even thought of just yet I find that when they talk about the science stuff and add in oh this is a cool gadget I find that they're working on a theory and doing the dumbest version ever to explain to everybody, the population, how it works. And that way, when it actually comes to life, we actually understand it.
1: This is true. I mean, yeah. Yeah, stuff that... Yeah, military actually now has what they call the Iron Man suit. Huh. It's a... Uh, it's we didn't a, need Tony Stark to make it. No, we didn't need Tony <laughs> Stark to make it. But it is a... A suit that can be worn that increases strength you think Elon Musk came up with it Elon Uh, I'm not sure who came up with it Uh, I just saw a video of it he's kind of a real-life Tony Stark isn't he well he's gonna go to Mars himself I found out oh well, at least that was what the news article that I, mentioned. I I don't know if he's actually going to do it, but you know that's what it said. Elon's going to Mars. He might
2: die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's but yeah, okay. I mean, it's, the military okay. has
1: as an Iron Man suit. Uh, I don't think it. What I saw of it, it didn't have you know the full enclosed suit, but it did. It did have hydraulics and whatnot that made know. it uh, so that you know, you could be stronger, you could lift more, mm. uh, and oh. could hang armor, oh, armor plating on it and stuff.
0: I've actually okay. I've seen that suit. Yeah, because yeah, they have a, they have an app an uh, application version of that suit that also helps people with who are unable to walk and stuff being mobile again. And, mm-hmm. So yeah, they've had many different things like that. But.
2: We're also getting um, slowly getting AI things like even though we don't have an AI <laughs> AI house per se, at least for the consumers. Yeah. We do have, like, the Google Home and the Alexis, which can kind of act as our AI a little bit. You know, there's just so much out there that we're getting that...
0: I want to think with all the different devices, you can kind of turn them against each other. I want to hear Bigsby and Siri have a serious conversation. (laughs) Yeah,
1: that that (laughs) would be funny. That would be funny. Alexa and Siri, you know, having a Yo Mama argument.
0: Bigsby comes in and just
1: tears into all
0: of them.
1: But yeah, I'm actually kind of afraid of of AI now, ever since I heard what happened with uh, the Facebook AI. Yeah. Which was, they had, uh, their AI development team had their AI program on four different computers all linked together, and within minutes, the computers had developed their own language and started talking to one another, and the developers couldn't understand what they were talking about and they pulled the plug real quick
0: yeah <laughs> so yeah because we, we don't need skynet now yes no we <laughs> don't no, we don't so, fucking need that now
1: yeah so yeah when the computers start talking in a language we can't understand it it's time to shut them off yeah. I mean,
2: um when building things i always had this concept in my head that everything is like a two-sided coin you know one side is always going to be cool and awesome and good for the planet and for the universe but then you're going to have the bad side where Somebody's going to take it or the item itself is going to turn to for the bad Yeah, so as long as we all keep that in mind We can only hope and pray that when stuff comes out People who are idiots and just want to you know root it for everybody else won't do that
0: very sure All right, so I think it's time to close it up for today Um. You can follow us on social media at Rotten Corpse um, on Twitter, as well as Rotten Course Radio on Facebook and Vimeo and Patreon. Donate to our Patreon, people. Um,
2: <laughs> and we will have Rotten Corpse Radio shirts. You will see us with our shirts. Yay! And those
0: shirts are actually available on our website, rottencorpsradio.com. You can actually um, go to our merch section, and it'll take you over to our spreadsheet page. And yeah, our shirts are a lot cheaper on Spreadshirt than most people's shirts are on Spreadshirt because most people actually want money for their shirts. We don't. So, <laughs> we just want you we to have... We just want to, the free advertisement. Yeah, hey. we, we just want you to have a shirt on. Rotten Corpse, R.C. <laughs> <laughs> I just got that. R.C., like, art, like to
2: the Comics? Yes, dear. R.C., Rotten Corpse.
0: Yeah, except for our name comes from, uh, like, a, there's a weird history behind the Rotten Corpse radio uh, theme. It originated as um, I say it originated as Rotten Corp's Records um, back in the early nineties. It was a pseudo um, record company that my old band used to say we belonged to, uh, just so people would take us seriously. And it was weird how how fast our music kind of spread <laughs> in the early, in the early days. And then um, when we started, when the band split up. I took the name, just added entertainment to it because of what WWE was doing at the time. Well,
1: yeah, they got the F out. Yep, they got the F out. <laughs> so we got the we
0: got the we got the records out and um, made it slightly entertaining. and started doing films and whatnot, and then of course after the film thing fell through, um, I tr- I went and started uh, Ryan's Gore Corner, which was um, a horror blog on a on Tumblr. Actually, it originated in a blog spot, but um, her. Now it's on Tumblr, and uh, it's still there. And, of course, that morphed into um, Ryan's Score Corner um, YouTube page, which was a video blog that became the Rotten Corpse Entertainment Podcast. That's now Rotten Corpse Radio. A so, little weird history
1: lesson for everybody. But which includes the sci-files, which is our show, which is the important one.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Woo-hoo>. <laughs> it was definitely the popular one. Yeah. Alright, so uh, we'll see you all later And yeah, bug us at the con
2: Yes And remember, tweet, Facebook us Chat with us, do whatever Get those questions out there And anything else you want to know While we're at the RCC This has
1: been Rotten Corpse Radio